I'm Derek Joyce and I'm here with Paul Omwerda and this is I'm Not The Expert But. This is a podcast where we'll discuss everything from the most complex ideas that we know nothing about to the simplest ideas that we probably know nothing about either. So put the kettle on, get comfy and join us. So come here to me. I was watching Clash of Titans. The original or the remake? No, no, the 1981 version. I've no interest watching the the remake. My God, I wouldn't be bothered. Ray Harryhausen? The Ray Harryhausen one. I was watching... um, And we're going back this before Christmas. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, though. Honestly, I haven't seen that since I was a child, like... I hadn't seen it in ages and I was watching it because one of my students is really into animation. Okay. And specifically into stop motion animation. Oh wow. And she'd never the heard The Lost Art. She'd never heard of Ray Harryhausen. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, Jesus. yeah. And so okay. I was looking at that so I could go on and specifically find clips on YouTube that I could send her the URL for and she could look at them. Mm. And I was watching Clash of Titans and it it gave me the love I have for Ray Harryhausen's work that he did with yeah. Sinbad and Clash of Titans and he he wore he did a uh, um, Jason and the Argonauts Jason and the Argonauts yeah. he did Mighty Joe Young in 1949 and know, actually oh, yeah yeah as well okay and yeah. yeah 1949 and they got an Oscar for it and I looked it up but he was uncredited. Like, so he was an assistant on it. Oh, okay. Right, so, so he did... Early it. in his career. Yeah, let me let me tell you about Ray Harryhausen. Yeah, please. Ray Harryhausen was born in 1920. In 1933, he watched King Kong. You know the black and white King Kong film? Yeah. He I watched that yeah. and he was sold. That was it. That's what he wanted, what he wanted for his whole life. life. Yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah. He went to the University of California... And when he graduated and went on through his career, he ended up going back there to teach. Right. So he, he was that good. He worked with Willis O'Brien, who is the guy that worked on uh, Mighty Joe Young in 1949. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, Ray Harryhausen did a stint in the army in World War II. Oh, okay. And, well, yes. and they, most people would have, yeah. They were doing propaganda films for World War Two, and he worked under a colonel, Frank Capra. Frank, Frank Capra. Frank Capra, the director who did "It's a Wonderful Life." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite movies. Colonel Frank Capra. Yeah, movies, yeah, yeah. He was an innovator in uh, dynamation. Have you heard of Dynamation? I haven't. Dynamation is how he used to do the real people, Jason, Sinbad, all these guys, Perseus, all that kind of thing. Yeah, so the, the, the live action. Yeah, 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 yeah. How he used to do them fighting the, the monsters. Yeah, the so, skeletons that keep so rising up from the ground. What they yeah, did yeah. was they'd film the, the fight scene, the real people fighting imaginary monsters. Okay. Having looked at the script and looked at the storyboard, and known what to do and when to throw a sword and when to block and when to thrust and all that kind of thing. Right. And they used to screen that on the background, say. And in the foreground, he used to do the animation. So he could move frame by frame. So like on a set? Yeah, yeah. Like on a tabletop kind of thing and he'd have it... Built in the foreground. And he'd have that playing on a screen behind that. Yeah. 
Okay. And and he used to do it frame by frame and be able to move the character, the monster, yeah. frame by frame. So twenty four frames a second. The Jason or Sinbad or whoever it was that was blocking the monster striking, yeah. he could animate the monster striking. Right. Frame in by sync frame. With in sync with what we're doing. So yeah. Right, oh, yeah, he played so, one frame at a time. Jesus. That's why when you look at... And he uh, invented that technique, didn't he? He was, no. He was one of the innovators. Right. So one of the kind of pioneers of that technique. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why when you look at all these films, and they're all really dated, because now we do CGI and all that kind of thing, and it's seamless. Yeah, yeah, but even having said that, I know, and I'm pretty sure it was Star Wars on The Mandalorian, I think, where they did a CG creature. But they added in that little shakiness and that little, you know, the kind of frame by frame. You can yeah, see, yeah. Like, you know, they always look like they're a little bit, I don't know, shaky is the word I'm looking You know, yeah. and they actually added that into the CGI model as a kind of a homage, a throwback to those kind of stuff. I, I was about to say, scenes, lots, of, yeah. lots of the animators and content creators in movies and special effects and all that kind of thing always give a doff of the cap to Ray Harryhausen oh, God, and all yeah. those guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. so many. There's, I mean, there's always, there's going always back to a the difference. original Star yeah. Wars. I mean, the the Rancor monster from Return of the Jedi. I mean, that's that is straight out of Harryhausen. Really yeah, is. yeah, completely. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But but and if you look at it, Luke, in in it, it's it's a very uh, contrived fight scene. Oh, it is. Yeah. Like it's there. He's fight. It's not like now on green screen where you'd have, say, a green tennis ball. Yes. Yeah, down that you could you have, have it. Something to interact with. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You have to kind of approximate where it'd be and yeah. its distance from you if you're in a fight with it or or whatever. Yeah. So they they were always very stilted and very contrived looking scenes because they were contrived. You're yeah. fighting an imaginary monster. You know yeah. that kind of thing. That in, in reality is a, an 18 inch high puppet. You yeah, know, yeah, which yes. is going to be put in months yeah. later. Yeah, and then speaking of which as well, like you know where they done that technique, as you said, where they would back project the scene and then you know they're doing it with the miniatures. And again, going back to Star Wars, I just hadn't worked out, guys, I'm a massive Star Wars fan. Um, so I will reference Star Wars from time to time. The uh, matte paintings for Return of the Jedi, have you seen those that were done on yeah, glass? Yeah, I have a collection of them all on my iPad. Have you? Yeah, glass, I love them. Yeah. Um, I can't think of the artist's name. Sorry, yeah. I will look it up and I'll post links to these and to <laughs> some of Harry Howes and stuff on the Facebook page after this podcast. But anyway, he painted hundreds of stormtroopers in that hangar bay. You know where um, Vader comes down the ramp of the shuttle? Yeah, yeah. With the Emperor and the... Uh, oh, yeah, they're walking the, through the... the yeah. The, the new... ranks The, the of, new Death Star that's yeah, rebuilt. Yeah, the ranks of stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. The shuttle, the stormtroopers, I think some of the background is all painted on glass. It is. Yeah, no all of it. And if, if you actually... And then the camera shot through it. If, if you get a chance to look out that painting... There's a black gap beneath the shuttle where yeah. they put in the rear ramp where the actors walk down. Yeah. But and that's it. To the as you're looking at the screen, to the right hand side of it, there's a big black area where a platoon of stormtroopers run in and run into rank and file. That's right. And that gives the illusion that the and whole they line lot up is real. With the rest of yeah, them. That, yeah, yeah. So that gives the illusion that the whole well, thing is, is yeah. real. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really clever. Movie magic, folks. I yeah. love it. I love really all that well kind of stuff. When I'm teaching my students 
and the, they're all they grew up with the newest animations and it's your all done all, on your, and yeah. it's all done on computer even if it's 2d animation like yeah. it's flash yeah. animation even south park is actually done on computer like it's yeah yeah south. and south park is brilliant but i showed them a scene from jungle book the original jungle book yeah. uh, done by disney and it's where King Louis, the orangutan, and he, he sings, he sings his song. Yeah. That that you, I want to be like <laughs> you. And I I talk to my students and tell them about. It. I was like, look at the movement. Like they they studied oh God, yeah. the movement and the anatomy of all these animals. And there there's a whole different. There's a plethora of monkeys, species of monkeys in this in his. Oh yeah, yeah, his, there is, his, yeah throne room I think there's some names most but, of them but isn't it there's I can't remember yeah, but sure they they researched the movement of all those individual monkeys mm. because they didn't attribute the movement of the orangutan say to the movement a of a macaque yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or whatever it was and yeah. it's, it's and I'm talking to my students I'm like lads look at the artwork and it's not even the animation no, look at the, the background research and the, the backgrounds are beautiful oh god yeah. and, and they're, oh, they're yeah. all they all my students look at me like i've 10 heads <laughs> they just don't they don't, they don't get, get the artistry that's gone into that yeah they didn't the grow manual, for it they didn't yeah. and um me Jonathan was probably the second time in the life they'd seen it yeah and they didn't study it like i did so yeah they look at me understandably like i've 10 heads <laughs> anyway i want to talk to you about ray harryhausen did Clash of Titans, Sinbad by the Tiger, which Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger, which was 1977. He did One Million Years BC, which was in 1966. Remember that? Uh, that one Million Years BC. Do you remember the Shawshank? The Shawshank Redemption. Oh God, yeah. Do you remember the Shawshank? Who's the what? Your woman's name? Rita Hayworth. No, 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 no. The the one with the fuzzy britches. Remember he breaks out. Andy Dufresne breaks out and it's under the massive poster of, of no no that was the first one but the second one is from one million be- years oh, BC oh yes what was her name I can't remember her name I'm gonna Le- look it up it's not Jean Lala Bridget is it no it's not she only died recently no because I know the, the Stephen King short story that's based on is uh, it was just there. Oh, <laughs> it's just in my head, and it's gonna kill me when I, I get Stop it. Red, uh, it. Nope. Raquel Welch. Raquel Welch, who also just so, recently. So it was Raquel Welch, um, was in one million years BC, and that was nineteen sixty six. And she just died recently, didn't she? She did, yeah, yeah. Um, recently been the last couple of years, was it? No, like was two, it? three weeks ago. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah, know that. That's yeah, such a shame. She literally just passed away, yeah. yeah. The yeah. seventh voyage of Sinbad was in 1958. And did Ray Harryhausen also do Sinbad and Shazam? No. Because it doesn't exist. And, yeah, and <laughs> I didn't hear about this until yesterday. Yeah, the Mandela it's, effect, it, folks. I'm sure you've heard of it. Look it up, um, it makes no sense. I don't whatsoever. remember a movie called Sinbad and Shazam. I don't know if anyone out there listening remembers a movie called Sinbad and Shazam, but apparently there's millions of people who do remember it, who clearly remember it, who've seen it, who can tell you what it's about, except the movie appears not to exist. Hmm. Just Mandela mass effect. Yeah. 
Yeah, so anyway, sorry, Dale, I interrupted you there in your. Why is it called the Mandela effect? Because it originated with people being absolutely 100% convinced that Nelson Mandela died in prison, that they see news reports about Nelson Mandela dying in prison, and they were utterly shocked in 1990 when he was released from prison alive and well. That's nuts. I, know, I, I, was bad, in, I, I was on Robben Island where you he was saying, imprisoned. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the, the guy who was showing us around the prison and where Mandela, and he lived in such a small space, such a small area, he was a prisoner there. He'd been there for 28 yeah, years as yeah, well. Yeah. Like, no, 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 this guy's showing us oh, around the jail. Oh, the and somebody, okay, somebody asked him, why in God's name do you want to come back here? And do this every day and he was saying nobody else is qualified to do it well that's yeah absolutely true and it, it is the same like a lot of the tours up in belfast and stuff are organized and operated by guys who are involved in the troubles and yeah i mean absolutely i mean they are the guys most qualified to uh you know to talk about it talk about to it talk to understand it as well it, yeah. but not, you know yeah. and to give kind of both sides of things as well. So, yeah, yeah no, absolutely yeah. makes sense. But I can understand someone asking that guy, I mean, like, Jesus, why do you want to come back here every day? Yeah, and he was the nicest guy ever. I have a photograph yeah. of him at home somewhere that dead, I'm gonna have to dig out. Dead, dead class. Well, anyway, anyway yeah, yeah. in 1994, right. um, Beverly Hills Cop 3. Oh my God. Do you remember that? I do, yeah. Not a great film by any stretch of the is, imagination. Is, is that and the it was a, a poor end to the franchise. Is that the one where the terrorists take over the fairground? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, wasn't great at all. Ray Harryhausen had a cameo part in that. No. He was a bar patron. I was hoping he'd be Uncle Dave. I remember don't remember Uncle, Uncle Dave. Right, un Uncle Dave. Me? Uncle Dave was the... Like, these criminals took over uh, this fairground. They were printing money, counterfeit money. Yes. In the fairground. Yeah. They were using the, the fairground that had its own dollars. They were using that to print forged money. Right. Forged US money. And they took Uncle Dave, who was the patron of the, the fairground. Right. They took him hostage. Right. And that's who Axel Foley had to rescue. Right. Okay. I was hoping that would be Ray Harryhausen, but it wasn't. Ray Harryhausen was just an extra. Just a guy in a bar. Just a guy in the bar. Like yeah, Dave Filoni in The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So but, uh, he, he didn't do much from 1981. He had a couple of bits here and there. He had a couple of cameos, but it, it kind of, with the, with the advent of more commercial animation, I'm not going to say better animation because his... His animation to me was, was just top. Totally yeah. classic. The bit I don't understand, Odell, is, and I mean, here we go again with the Star Wars stuff, I'm sorry. <laughs> but as you said, he, like, he worked up to 1981. So no, he, no, no, no. He, yeah, he, he was involved all right. throughout. But yeah. I mean, if, if you look at his, his resume of films that he worked on, they were pretty sporadic. I mean, yeah. we had... Uh, uh, I just find it kind of strange that at the time when he was still working, George Lucas was reinventing the wheel in terms of special effects, and yet Harryhausen doesn't have any work on Star Wars, does he? I mean, that would have been his ideal, I would have thought. Or, I mean, he would have been the ideal person to go to for the likes of, you know, there's a lot. And maybe lot he was a motion. consultant. I don't know. I don't think he was. I don't think he had any involvement. I don't ever remember his name being associated no. with it. But yeah, all the guys at ILM who did the effects, all. Absolutely, all of them will mention Ray Harryhausen. Yeah, everybody. everybody. How he inspired the work, but I just wonder why he wasn't um, 
maybe he was asked, maybe he didn't do it. Just it just seems strange. I, I, I that, don't you know, know. I mean, there'd be there'd be some sort of something around if he'd been asked and refused it. Yeah, it'd be like yeah, my turn around the Beatles, wouldn't it? Yeah, you know? so but, I um, I don't know. I just wonder, yeah, because I mean, like he was the best in the business, and the guys who are uh, doing the special effects who later went on to become ILM, they became the best in the business. It just seems logical to me yeah. that they would have got the best in the business to, you know, to actually yeah come and be the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, I don't know. Like but the anyway, guys that were doing away with the best, you know. Anyway, but they became the best. Ray Harry Houghton died on oh. the seventh of May. 2013. 13. 13. Very 20, 2013. He was, he was old. 92 years old. Wow. James Cameron, I'm not sure if I'm sh he probably it was probably an interview and not a eulogy that he gave, but he said, and I'm quoting, I think that all of us who are practitioners of sci-fi fantasy movies now all feel that we are standing on the shoulders of a giant. Absolutely, that's so quite he, what I was on about. Yeah, he didn't say of giants. He said yeah, of a giant. A, a giant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh he yeah, just, he was the founder. And I, of I thought it was a really, it was a lovely. That's why I was asking you earlier, like if he actually invented that. Uh, um, no, um, one of the innovators. Because he I, is the like modern father of, of that, composition. Is that what it's called? Where they take you know, two. Mediums and put them together. Yeah. I don't it's know what's going on. now, digital composition. Yeah. Back then, it was just literally shooting two scenes and then gluing them one over the other. Yeah, yeah. And then re. On cellulite. Like, if, you, if you look, if you think screen. about it, and they had no choice, but they had the footage of the film on the background, and then he did the animation. So yeah. it, it was double recorded that. footage. Yeah. The background was double recorded. Yeah. So basically, he was filming what was on the screen. So that must have played with the resolution, because it was all thirty-five millimeter film. It wasn't yeah. digital. We yeah. didn't have digital till much, it? much you later. Know. Yeah, yeah. So basically, what you're saying is, basically, he was making cam rips, <laughs> like literally filming the screen that was playing, as I, well as his model. So right, yeah. I have no idea what cam rips are, it's, but yeah, okay. You know, illegal pirated movies <laughs> okay. where you're actually yeah, watching sure it. No and you can tell that it was well. somebody sitting in a cinema filming with, with their phone. And anyone that's ever seen one of those knows the quality is crap. Yeah, but, but, but that's quality essentially what he was doing, but without, as you say, losing any resolution. There's one thing that sticks in my head about the whole contrived nature of having a live action person fight an animated monster. Mm. Do you remember the, the scene? And I, I'm not sure which film it was in. It wasn't Clash of the Titans. Where was it Jason and the Argonauts where they fought all the skeletons? Yeah. Right, Pretty okay, sure so that's where it was. Yeah. Yeah. Or it may but have been Sinbad. Yeah. I think it was Jason and the Argonauts. I think it was. I'm gonna I'm gonna I think he's done it in both, to be well, honest. Anyway, with anyway. Look, um the guy that cast the spell to get the skeletons to grow out of the ground and attack the actors. Mm. It's so contrived. If you ever see it on TV again, watch it and watch how stilted and contrived and painfully out of time that the wizard's acting is with the monsters growing. It's okay. it's horrible. Yeah, okay. it's really hard. But anyway, that's stuck, right? So that was my little Har Ray Harryhausen Ooh. doth of the cap.